Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. If you did not get to catch uh, the uh, previous hour, uh, I uh, I explained who these Houthis are. I do know that it's Houthis, but it's so much more fun to say Houthis. So that's what I'm calling them. The Houthis in Yemen, also a fun place to say. Um, so that was last hour. And there is a uh, there's a correlation here. Because what the Houthis are doing, by shooting at all the boats... They're trying to do what American protesters are doing, or I should say uh, pro-Palestinian protesters in, or demonstrators in Western countries. Because I don't know if they're all American. Like, I don't know if the people that are protesting are Americans. Right? They, they could, they, I would suspect that most of them are, but there could be a you know large population of, you know, people here on student visas or something, Um unauthorized immigrants maybe i don't know but um so i want to be as inclusive as possible when i say that so they are the pro-palestinian kind of pro-hamas demonstrators and what they have been doing is basically annoying everybody right that's their strategy is to annoy everybody into submission um block the roads scream and yell at uh, uh, local government meetings, shout down Jewish people, uh, spray paint uh, graffiti on war memorials, that sort of stuff. Just really showing their butts, right? Just like trying to alienate everybody. Because that, historically speaking, is the way you persuade people, as I understand it. So uh, the biggest concern, I think, though, is um, not that they're kind of pro-Hamasi, but they, uh, the, the blocking of the traffic, Right. Blocking of the traffic in uh, various cities. That's a problem. It's a big problem. Uh, Not only does it prevent people from going to work, so it jams up economic activity and that sort of thing. But also, um, you know, people who are trying to live their lives, uh, they do not care what you have to say about the Israel Hamas war. They don't care. It doesn't matter. But you're going to try to make them care. Uh, And so they're on their way to, you know, pick up the kids from daycare or take somebody to a doctor's appointment or, you know, they've got stuff to do that is frankly more important than your views. And you may disagree with that. You're totally in your right to do so. Like, But it doesn't matter. You think that this issue is an issue that everybody should care about as much as you do and that they should care in the same way. And you can't make me. I know this is a very difficult thing for children to understand. But you can't make me agree with you. You can't force that. You can't force that on me. You can't make me care and you can't make me agree. I know your position. I disagree. And you laying down in the middle of the road is just going to get you run over at some point. Okay? Because you're going to eventually run into some people that really don't care. And not only do they disagree with you, they don't like you. And so they will run over you. It's going to happen. It's like we've already seen some instances that get pretty darn close. So... You're not allowed to uh, block traffic. You're not allowed to do that. But 
U.S. Senator Tom Tillis announced this week that he's introducing legislation that would make it a federal crime to purposely obstruct, delay, or affect commerce by blocking a public road or highway. It would be, uh, this is called the, uh, let's see here, the Safe and Open Streets Act. The Safe and Open Streets Act, or I guess this would be the, the SOSA. The S-O-S-A, the SOSA. It is in direct response to pro-Palestine protesters who have intentionally blocked roads and highways across the country, including in North Carolina. The announcement came on the very same day that hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters blocked the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges, as well as the Holland Tunnel in New York City. Demonstrators from the Shut It Down for Palestine rally blocked the bridges and tunnel around 9 a.m., shutting them down for more than an hour. At least 339 people were arrested. And I think they got out on, like, almost immediately. I don't know if they got punished, but they did get arrested. And I just want to give credit where it's due. At least we finally saw some people get arrested that were jamming up the traffic, right? Because usually the people that get arrested are the ones who are like, hey, this isn't right. You guys shouldn't be doing this. And also, I disagree with you. I think Israel's in the right. And then they usually get arrested. So uh, one person told the New York Post that penalties for blocking traffic should be enforced so people wouldn't be so eager to protest like this. And that's, yeah, like that. Look, it's not even, you can't even really call it a protest if there's really no threat of punishment, right? If, the, if you're not risking anything, is that really punishment? I've always said this, like the people who go on to like the college campuses and they do the die-in where they, like, lay down on a sidewalk. You're on a college campus, you're laying on the sidewalk, or laying down in, in like, a, a, a college building or something. There's no threat of any kind of penalty, and you're literally doing the least you can do, right? You're not even moving. You're not even walking around the sidewalk. You have no signs, right? You're just, like, you're, 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 you're yeah, you're basically taking a nap. You're one step away from sleeping. That's not, that is not an effective protest. James, welcome to the program. Hey, James, what's going on? Hey, uh, there's a question here about terms. Um, and the first one is, a protest is legally protesting. In other words, you get your cute little sign and you go out and you don't break the law. You stand on the sidewalk and you do your chanting and waving and annoy people. Mm-hmm. Okay. The minute you put your filthy foot in the street and get out the spray paint and start spray painting things onto the front of the entrance to the federal to the National Cemetery in Los Angeles mm-hmm. or any other place, uh, and block traffic, impede progress, you are you have moved from being a protester to being a criminal. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is not protesting. What you're doing is committing a criminal act. They are engaging in criminal acts as a form of protest. It's not a protest. It's a criminal act. I'm telling you, this is their argument. They would would say, because protest is such a catch-all term. Right, protesting could just be like, oh, I disagree with you. Like, you you doth protest too much, you know? Like, you just disagree. So protest means, it means, it's like a freedom fighter and terrorist, you know? That's... 
Yeah, well, I don't consider freedom <laughs> fighters or terrorists. Uh, I, anybody who goes out and murders somebody for political purposes is a terrorist, and I don't care what T-shirt you're wearing. <laughs> right. Well, if you, I think, well, except for one, if you got the Che Guevara T-shirt, I think then then you're allowed to be a freedom oh, the fighter. Mass- the mass murder that was so bad that right. Castro had to yank him aside and tell him to stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. That I think one? he. Was, yeah, I think he was also a racist. Um, yeah, I think he was also okay. a racist. James, I appreciate the call, man. Uh, All right, thanks, sir. Uh, no, it's fair. Like, yeah, the, the the corruption of the language. Here's the thing: the, the tactic is not designed to persuade anybody, right? It is meant to provoke. That's the point. The actions of shutting down roads, stomping around, preventing people from going to a Christmas tree lighting, like get, you know, jumping in the middle of a Macy's Day parade on Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving Day parade, yeah, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade, because um, there is no Macy's Day, as far as I know, they don't have a day yet. Um, but the action is to provoke a reaction. That's the point, which that al- then allows them to fundraise off of that. Right. It gives them earned media, gives them coverage um, and uh, it, it creates chaos, which they can then use to sell you the solution of order. Here's how you make it stop. We're going to make things so bad for you. You're going to just agree with us because we know you disagree with us. So we're going to make it so annoying and we're going to prevent you from living your life in all these different ways. So you will just surrender and you will agree to put us in charge of whatever the issue is. But always keep in mind, the issue is never the issue. Right? The issue is always the revolution. Marxism is all about power dynamics. And they are seeking power. So they provoke in order to get a reaction, so there could be chaos, so you ask for the order, so they can control. That's the, that's the, that's the strategy. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out we're talking about increasing the uh penalties criminal penalties for being annoying jerks um and that's what these people are they're criminals as well to the uh, earlier point from james uh he mentioned also the vandalization of the uh veteran cemetery out in los angeles i mean hundreds of demonstrators show up at the los angeles national cemetery where more than eighty thousand veterans are buried and they sprayed graffiti on the arches and blocked the roadway for hours. They spray-painted Free Gaza on the entrance of the memorial. They chanted, Long Live Palestine, which actually hasn't lived at all. But uh, anyway, there's only one solution. That's what they also spray-painted. And from the river to the sea. Or from the river from the sea. So I guess they're... Are, are they changing the chant now? It says, from the river from the sea, Palestine will be free uh, of Jews. And Biden, Biden, you're a liar. That's according to the video footage of the event. 
I'm not sure what all of the the dead veterans did to uh, to the the people in Gaza. I'm not sure anything actually. Uh, so I don't know why you'd be protesting at their gravesite, except to be annoying jerks. That's what they that's what they are, annoying jerks. Um, so yeah, if they catch these uh, vandals, you can definitely charge them with a bunch of stuff. But what about the uh, the blocking of the traffic? Well, U.S. Senator Tom Tillis from North Carolina wants to increase penalties. Uh, for people that block the traffic under the Safe and Open Streets Act, or the SOSA, it would penalize lawbreakers through fines or up to five years in jail. All right, so let's head back to the phone lines, and uh, let's see here. This is uh, John. We have John on the line. Hey, John, welcome to the show. What's up? Yeah, this is a terrible idea, and whoever proposes it should be publicly shamed and castigated. Okay. Do you want to uh, elaborate or? Yeah. If if anybody who thinks the Department of Justice is going to enforce these federal regulations or laws against these activists, you've been living under a rock for the past decade. Um, it will be used uh, with haste against the next Freedom Convoy when a per mile gas tax is implemented or gas goes up to $7 again. Um, the The unfortunate fact about this it is annoying, but the solution is not an enhancement for federal hostility to civil disobedience because it will be used against people, not that it's passed against, but for people who are in the circular firing squad uh, right now saying, yeah, we should do this. Um, there's, there are local laws on the books to take care of this. Uh, the sad fact is local, local authorities, local uh, law enforcement is just going to have to roll up their sleeve um, and charge them and deal with this at the local level. But the last thing we need to be doing is to be giving a federal government another club to beat us over the head with. So the so your concern is that you would like to employ these tactics or people that are of a like political philosophy, if they employ those tactics, you want them to be able to do so? Uh, no, I think that there's local solutions to they're not doing it. these types of problems. Right, but they're not doing it. They refuse. And I, but you're not looking. Zealotry is not going to conform to rationalism. That, that's by definition, it's not going to. Mm-hmm. Federal law is not going to make these people any less zealots. Mm-hmm. No, right, right. I, no, I, I understand that. I, I understand. I understand the premise of the assertion that you you want to preserve the tactic because you're afraid it would be used. This law would be used against your fellow uh, ideological uh, comrades like if, if if they're protesting and using this tactic for a reason you agree with you want to preserve the that tactic and avoid the federal charges see there there are there are countless closet george wallace's all over uh the federal landscape mm-hmm. and this will not be used against those activists okay mm-hmm. it'll be used against the right and well, it, so let, all right, I, 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 I totally, I, I totally understand your point. What if, let's hypothetically speaking, what if it was uniformly applied? What if it was? Yeah, I, I mean that's a that's a, um, it's a red herring because we know it won't be. Well, okay, so that's the end of the discussion. No, that's the end of the discussion, John. If you're not willing to entertain and test the bounds of the of the position, then uh, that's the end. All right, so I got you. I appreciate the call, John. Here's another tweet from Eric. Eric tweets, the terrorist sympathizers wrote, there's only one solution, 
Well, one might call it a final solution since there are no other options, right? That is very on brand. Indeed. Indeed. So, and um, regarding uh, John's uh, comments, I, I totally understand his argument and, and his assertion. I, I'm simply, and you may know this about me by now, I test the principles by expanding out the boundaries, right? And so if the concern is that federal penalties for blocking roads um, are not going to be equally enforced, is that a problem with the idea or simply its application, right? Is the concept, if like, if we assume that this law that is proposed by uh, U.S. Senator Tom Tillis along with Marsha Blackburn um, to increase and, and make federal penalties uh, for blocking of public roads, if the concern is equal application of the law, then that's a separate issue, right, versus... Um, the principle of whether or not the federal government should be putting that kind of a law on the books in the first place, right? Because if if you're saying that uh, I want to be able to protect, like uh, uh, the example John used, and it's a good one too, is the uh, like the Canadian truckers when they did their protest, and use I think they they did a similar one in uh, I think it was Germany. I saw the other day. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're really, really mad at the government for some policy and you want to do like a caravan and you want to get all these trucks lined up and you want to like drive the roads and be really, really slow and take days to go to the Capitol as a form of a protest. And, and so you're, you're wanting to preserve the tactic, right? You want to preserve the tactic so it's available for you and your ideological allies. So you're not opposed to the tactic then, right? You're saying the tactic is okay, the strategy is okay. Yes, it's fine to block the roads if I, you know, if I agree with the cause. If I don't agree with the cause, then I object to the blocking of the roads, right? Is that the idea? So, so the issue is the, the tactic versus uh, the equal enforcement. And that's why I said, like, it, like, hypothetically, if we can agree that uh, for the purpose of testing the, uh, the position, the argument, we say, okay, we have equal uh, protection, equal justice, right? The equal standard for all. So, that, yeah, they're going to bust the pro-Palestine people, and yeah, they would bust the protesting truckers, which I think I saw open for leftover salmon in... Uh, 1993. Anyway, uh, if we're going to if we're going to bust them all equally, then do you still object to the to the uh, to the penalties to making this a federal offense? And um, I agree also with John, by the way, that when he said that it's a local enforcement issue, and that's that should be true. It is true. It, it should be enforced locally. And the problem is you're not seeing local jurisdictions enforce these laws which I would argue then is a reason to eject the leaders in these communities. And I am, I'm at this point now where I, I, I believe things are going to have to get a lot worse before anybody changes course, before people start making different political decisions and start uh, electing different leaders and adopting different policies, particularly in these Democrat-controlled cities. It's got to get way worse before it gets better.
So if they're not going to enforce the laws and people now can't make it to work, they can't, you know, run the uh, the ambulances and police and fire and medical. They can't they, they, they can't you know respond to emergencies and people start dying. People are giving birth in cars because they can't get to the hospital. Right. Things are going to have to get bad. And I don't believe that this legislation, this proposal has a snowball's chance in Hades of passing. It's to me, this is a messaging uh, thing. This is it's designed to get coverage and designed to, uh, you know, rally people around this idea that you shouldn't be protesting in this way. It's to it's to uh, organize people against these pro-Palestine demonstrators. But the answer is at the local level. So while I was testing John's premise, I do agree with him that it shouldn't be done. This this bill should not be passed. It should not become a federal offense. It needs to be done at the local level. And we saw that it can actually be done. Hundreds of arrests were made at uh, the pro-Palestine protests where they blocked traffic uh, on the Brooklyn Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, the Williamsburg Bridge, the Holland Tunnel. This was all on uh, Monday morning. It was a coordinated deal, right? They made arrests so, uh, when they blocked up the traffic at JFK Airport, right? The New York Police Department's chief of patrol said a total of 325 people were arrested after the protests. In lieu of summonses, many will face misdemeanor charges with a desk appearance ticket. It's gonna get. It's got to get worse, right? You got to start throwing the book at these people. So at least they. At least now they're arresting people, right? Baby steps, I guess. <laughs> Baby blue steps here. The protesters were calling on Israel to end its war on Hamas, and what better way to do that than to block a bridge in Manhattan, right? Obviously, because apparently Manhattan controls the Israeli military, or is it the Williamsburg Bridge, or or is it the Holland Tunnel? Or is it the Brooklyn Bridge? I don't know. It's very difficult to... Tens of thousands of people in Gaza have died since the war began, and Israel is now beginning a more targeted approach to destroying Hamas. By the way, this is WABC Television in New York City. Never mentioned the October 7th atrocities. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, spoke out after the protests and said the right to protest does not give people the right to block bridges and tunnels. Quote, the goal is to peacefully protest without doing major disruption to the city. Some people are not just driving to and from across our bridges to go to their place of employment. Some of them are dealing with some real emergency type issues. And I have been extremely clear. It gives us all pain to see innocent lives being lost right now. We need to do whatever is possible to end anything that is going to take the lives of innocent people. But... Hamas must be destroyed. They are a terrorist organization. He then called for every hostage to be released and to find a peaceful resolution across the globe. So, kudos to Eric Adams. Didn't think I'd be saying that multiple times over the last couple of weeks. But good for him. Uh, You got a couple of tweets here. I agree. This is from Russ. I agree with a distinct line between uh, protest and criminal acts. No one should destroy property or harm others in protest. But then there's things like those guys with the T in the Boston Harbor, and then I'm conflicted. And it becomes, well, maybe it depends on my agreement with the cause. Right, well, that's the thing about protesting. And this is why I say, is it really a protest if there are no penalties 
on the line, right? Because then it's just disagreement. Like, I protest your decision. I protest this policy. I, I disagree with it. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not breaking any laws in protest of that thing, right? So when you do so, when you violate laws, you destroy property or you're harming people, right? Now you're elevating it. And that's like the first caller we got at the beginning of the hour who talked about, uh, you know, you, you graduate, basically, you move from being a protester to a criminal. When you engage in criminal activity, which one might argue the Boston Tea Partiers did that very thing. They engaged in criminal activity. Um, It's not the constitutional purview of the federal government to do this kind of uh, penalty that Senator Tillis has uh, proposed. Assuming it could be applied evenly, it should be a local thing. Then, like all civil disobedience, go make yourself heard, but be prepared to endure the consequences. I think that would also separate passionate dissent from LARPers for the current fashion. Yeah, for the current thing. Eric says, it may sound heartless, Pete, but let the cities burn. Why should we save Democrat automatons from the terrible politicians that they elect? Um Joseph says, uh, John is right, just like the Patriot Act. Any new federal anti-protest laws will in the end just be used to target the right. And even if they passed this, uh, passed it, the system would still selectively enforce it. We're past the point where laws or legislation matter. The Constitution itself has been so perverted by commies and robes that it's little more than a relic. Uh, we are moving into a bare-bones form of existence where power will be reduced to who has the force and will to use it. When the right finally realizes this, maybe we'll get down to business. Um, Mike says, the, quote, protesters, uh, the tootie hooties, and a common bully all have something in common. They don't expect consequences. While the Iron Dome protected Israel from incoming missiles, it didn't provide consequences against sending more. When there are consequences, like a bully getting beat up when he picks on the wrong kid uh, that just so happens to be proficient in martial arts, then bad behavior is changed. If I were a cop encountering street protesters, I would pull out my taser and say either move out of the street on your own power or I will tase you and drag your butt to the side of the road. After the first protester got tased and the others saw the consequences, the others would probably move. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hello, Jerry. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. My comment is, in California, where public pooping is legal, if they stop traffic, can you just publicly poop on them? Only if it's consensual, as I understand it. And there's a term Only for that. if it's consensual. Right, I think it's got to be... And you have to ask for consent first. But I think uh, in that part of the U.S., uh, they usually say yes, is what I understand. I think it is consensual in California. They, they like that kind of kink, I think. That's the deal. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. That's a good question. It's a good. That's what we're all wondering these days. Um, oh, we were talking about the, the, the hooties. Uh, the hooties are the guys that uh, they uh, messed around, and now they're finding out. They got bombed by us uh, last night in Yemen. And... Um, oh, the other thing is, uh, and so now basically the same pro-Palestine people are all coming to the defense of the Houthis, which is kind of weird, right? Because you guys have been very clear while you've been chanting, you know, uh, from the river to the sea, and you've been chanting things like Intifada, and you've been you've been claiming that you're not you're not pro-terrorism, you're not pro-Hamas, 
right? You're, you're pro-Palestinian. That's what you've been saying all this time. Well, now the Houthis, Islamist radicals, right? They're shooting up ships. They're launching missiles at boats in a sort of maritime version of blocking traffic. And the same people who are protesting pro-Palestine, they're now pro houthi Yeah, they're pro houthi The Houthis, they're some murderous thugs. I'm not sure you're aware of this or not, but uh, they, they do a whole bunch of murdering of, uh, of their fellow Yemeni people. Their fellow Muslims, their fellow Africans, they're like they African Americans, like they're murdering everybody. They they kill a lot of people. They they're enslaving Ethiopian women as sex slaves. They yeah they lifted the ban on slavery. It's one of the first things they did. I think they were like yeah we're in power. Let's let's abolish this ban on slavery. Get get us some slaves right. So um, why would the pro Palestine people be pro Houthi? Hmm. That's a brain buster, right? Gosh, I just can't figure it out. Um, here's another little tidbit. Uh, the, the mass anti-Israel protests, which stopped traffic out of Manhattan this week, were secretly coordinated by radicals. A dramatic escalation of their tactics, experts tell the New York Post. At least six radical anti-Israel groups were behind the rush hour protest, uh, which stranded commuters in Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg Bridges and in the Holland Tunnel. The groups, which include the Democratic Socialists of America... Why would the socialists of America care so much about Palestinians? It's weird. Um, members include the squad members, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, coordinated their actions and then blasted their social media accounts with glossy films reveling in the misery that they brought. They also uh, they deployed the Hollywood star power of a noted anti-Semite Susan Sarandon, uh, the actress who previously had to apologize for anti-Semitic comments at a rally in Manhattan. Justin Finkelstein, an analyst with the Center on Extremism at the Anti-Defamation League, said it was evidence of secret back channels between the groups. Six groups. Um, they have taken part in what they call an autonomous collective. Palestinian Youth Movement is one. DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, New York branch. Writers Against War on Gaza. Jewish Voice for Peace. Critical Resistance. And Al Auda. Auda. Al Awada. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, between them, they boast ties. Uh, not just to AOC and Susan Sarandon, but to the playwright Tony Kushner. The man who wrote Angels in America, which will always have a place in Charlotte history. Elite colleges, including Yale, Brown, UCLA, have all received funding from the Ben & Jerry's Foundation, a Rockefeller Family Foundation, and charitable arm of investment company, Charles Schwab. Those are the organizations and uh, businesses and foundations that have been funding these annoying jerks. 